All right. Welcome to the Miseducation of Sheltered Bill. I'm your host, Ryan White. I'm uh, here with my friends, Rick Bailey. Hi. And Bill Clem. I'm the aforementioned Sheltered Bill. The titular (laughs) Bill Clem, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) So... (laughs) We found that Bill is not aware of a lot of things that both Rick and I have experienced in our in our youth, and uh, each week we are assigning Bill some homework, movies to watch, music to listen to, things to learn about that uh, are kind of in the zeitgeist of people in our age group. So Bill had an assignment last week, which to- is which is still which is still our prime. I think we should get that out. Yeah. Uh, Bill was assigned last week to watch both Goodfellas and Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Is that correct, Rick? Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but yeah, it's all the same to me. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Same guy. P.W. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. (laughs) So Bill had the opportunity to watch these movies. Uh And uh, what did you think? Well, I think we should start with, should we rank these two movies? Let's talk about your favorite one yes, first. Yes. Which movie, Bill, did you like okay, the so, best? Okay, so I'll say, like, if if I'm ranking them, one of them ranks up there with good movies that I would recommend or watch again if it was on. The other ranks with why does this exist? This should not be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan thinks he can guess which is which. I've got a pretty good idea. You know what? I have no guesses at this point. Mm. I'm pretty lost in this podcast. <laughs> and you never know what it could be. Well, Bill's brain is a maze and a trap. So, yes. Yeah, let's start off with the watchable one. I went to Chicago last weekend. And on the plane, there was certain movies that were available to watch. And Goodfellas was one of them. Upon the recommendation and the assignment, I watched Goodfellas and I made sure that it was not a edited version. Yes, very important. Which, after having watched the movie, I don't know what would be the edited version. It would be a <laughs> trailer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you, you preempted, so, you watched that, so now we want to talk about Pee-wee, your favorite movie, correct? No, no, we're, <laughs> no, because Good, Goodfellas was watchable. Um, that puts it far above Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, okay. Uh, Goodfellas was, you know, it, it's interesting because I, first off, is it a true, is it based on a true story? Yes. Okay. Which is why at the end they're like, so-and-so was, you know, whatever his name was, Ray Liotta's character was like later on arrested for a drug charge in Seattle or something yeah. after going into witness protection. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of had that true story biopic feel because it was just kind of here's some characters going from one thing to another thing to another thing. And it didn't really feel like anyone had like written a plot or designed a purpose for anyone to be doing anything in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that that being said, the characters were interesting and uh you know it was it was kind of fun to watch the hijinks that these fellas were pulling off right did you watch so, goodfellas my favorite or did character you watch home alone <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to talk about I Hill's goodfellas. hijinks that he got up to <laughs> with all the murder and drug dealing <laughs> 
Well, it kind of felt like until he got like real heavy into cocaine use, he was kind of the like reasonable one there. I guess it was really in prison that he kind of started going downhill, huh? Would you kind of say that? Generally, sure. generally prison when someone goes to place. prison. Yeah. I mean, Joe Pesci was the loose cannon and and Robert De Niro was the like guy who was willing to push the envelope and uh you know, Ray Liotta was just kind of holding them together and was the good boy, you know, good for the mob. He was the good, still, he was the good you know. fella. Come on. Sure. Come on. Sure. There. <laughs> uh, no, right. Right. My favorite character in the whole movie was Karen. Um, Karen. She was the best. She, Karen was the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, just from, from the moment she entered into the story, then it was like fun. And there was someone that would like talk back to Ray and how he had to be, you know, accountable to her and and try and hide what was going on at first before she got on board with it. But yeah, no, I liked I liked her the best. She was the funniest. I thought she was the best actor in the movie and reminded me. At first, I thought it, it was uh, what's her name, uh, the doctor from who's the, the girl Paris? that was in Forget Paris with Billy Crystal? No, no, no. <laughs> what's the name of the girl that was in Forget Paris with Billy Crystal? Who are you asking this question to? I don't know, no? Bill. I don't know. You guys don't know Forget Paris? That's no. like, oh, that movie's awesome. Are you, are you gonna put oh, it on that's one of the that's. No, it's so good. You guys have to see that movie. You like a you like a good love story. I do. We need to probably get a list going, Ryan, of things that Bill wants us to watch. Right, the clap back list. Exactly. Um, Let me jump back into this. So, Goodfellas, here is my synopsis of the movie. Like, if someone was now asking me, hey, what's with this movie Goodfellas? What's it about? Here's what I would say. Okay, it's about a kid who wants to skip school and make a bunch of money for the Italian mob by getting them sandwiches and lighting cars on fire. Right. And so then he grows up. He's not really one of them, but they kind of accept him. And then he makes friends with the sleazeball who gets him into all kinds of trouble because he can't control his temper. And that's Joe Pesci. Right. Mm. And then. Uh, basically they get up to some shenanigans, you know, there's still a few things, they kill a few people and then they all get busted and they all go to prison and then he becomes a drug addict. And then by the time he gets out of prison, his wife is so upset that the money didn't keep coming in when she was in prison that now she's all on board with that crime lifestyle and helps him set up his cocaine empire. And eventually it all comes crashing down around him and he becomes a rat, rats everyone else and hides in witness protection program. Okay, so what I've just learned is I'm never going to ask Bill to describe a movie for me because he's going to ruin the whole thing. (laughs) What's this movie about? Here's the beginning to end. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's a synopsis, not a like. Here's what, like, I mean, sure, you didn't I, have any quotes, you know but saying. other than like, that, we we got the whole story, <laughs> right? I've heard people quote lots of times Joe Pesci's line about being a clown, like, "Am I yeah. funny? How?" Right? Yep. So yeah. I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, that's what that's from." 
Yeah, get your fucking shine box. How about that? Have you heard of that before? Uh, it's part of the whole. No, thing. that's right. That's the scene where he kills the made man, which is right. what causes yeah. him to be killed when right. he thinks he's getting made at the end. Yeah. yeah. But I have a question for you. What movie is better? And I'm going to assume you've seen the other one. Goodfellas or Dances with Wolves? That's an odd assumption. I don't think I've ass- seen Dances with Wolves. Really? Seems like right up your alley. Yeah. That's Kevin Costner and some Indians. Yes. I, well, Native Americans, but <laughs> one line uh, movie. Well, I'll bet in the movie they're called Indians. <laughs> Here, here's some context. I watched Goodfellas on the plane on the way to Chicago. And on the way home, I watched Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life. Mm. And I liked that one way better. Ugh. Okay. I haven't watched part three of Bad Boys because it doesn't seem worth my time. But the reason I asked about Dancing with Wolves it is. is because, just so you know, that movie beat Goodfellas for the Academy Award the year they were both nominated. Okay. Which was, it's just, it, it, this would be a way better topic if you had seen that movie. <laughs> um, so, as while we were talking about this movie, I just thought of what we should be doing with this podcast a bit. We need to make a Bill Clem scale. I don't a know what it's going to be. Yeah, because we have we've we've had the Rolling Stones. I like Clemometer better. <laughs> um, well, and what does the scale look like? How does the Clemometer work? <laughs> Did you just say Clamato? Okay, so so what what I could do is. Everything that I get exposed to, I could rank based on the other things that I've been exposed to so far. Mm. So like right now, there's three things on the list, right? And I would say it probably goes Goodfellas at the top, Rolling Uh, Stones in the middle, Pee-wee's Big Adventure at the bottom. Well, I like it. We need some kind of a star rating system. It doesn't have to be stars per se, but we need to be able to rank things so we understand where you're actually coming from because... I don't feel like you're ever going to give anything a grave review. You're too jaded at this point. Ah, see, there are some things that I think I, I disagree. I disagree. I think I can at- appreciate something that's truly good when I see it or hear it. Well, we're going to find or I'm out. exposed to it. So how are we going to tell people? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with a show called Top Gear. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Weird. They did a thing where they'd race every car with the same driver and the same track and then list them all in a list to see where they fit. So I feel like this is very much the same thing. Like Bill's going to be our control subject to test all these things against to see where they fit in his unique situation. So then maybe what we need to do is we need to have the clemometer have a top and bottom. Yes. We need to calibrate the scale. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's at the top of the scale? Yeah. We don't know yet. No. What's the top of what's the top of the scale <laughs> of things you have been exposed to in your life? So your favorite thing. What's your favorite thing? Well, this is a family podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it fucking a family podcast? <laughs> Um, and your favorite thing is making a family (laughs) do we need to have this list do we need a music and a movie list i think they can live on one okay bill do you think you Mm -hmm. can rate the things on one one continuum 
Yeah, I think I think what we can do is whenever we consider a season a season, I can have all, all on a continuum. And then as new things are exposed, we'll know, you know, it's, you know, somewhere rated from peewee to who knows some great thing i haven't discovered <laughs> like how yet. peewee is automatically the bottom <laughs> now i got it bill what's your favorite candy Ooh. ah well i, I don't like one. chocolate so it's something so it's fruity not, uh probably you say, skittles you can't say my favorite candy is not chocolate <laughs> <laughs> i mean that is what i said yeah. but skittles probably <laughs> okay so the top of the scale I also like reese's pieces <laughs> great I'm glad you didn't say Reese's Pieces. What is your least favorite candy? <laughs> and you can't just say chocolate. Plain M&M's. Great. So the scale is Skittles to M&M's. And we're going to put movies and music on the scale from Skittles to M&M's. See, I was going to go <laughs> seltzer. Best seltzer to worst seltzer. Because that's another unique bill trade. Ooh, yeah. What's your well, favorite? Yeah, like at the top would be like San Juan. San Juan seltzer would be like at the, the rose. top. And at the bottom would be. Bud Light. Platinum. No, the well, the peach rose. Mm. Probably the peach rose. I had some Bud Light Platinum in Chicago and it was very good. <laughs> the like, sommelier. It was better than Goodfellas. I think that we need to have a video portion of this podcast people to watch to see the enthusiasm in which bill just spoke about but like <laughs> platinum seltzers well yeah i mean <laughs> baby steps i don't want to edit video too he pointed to the screen and everything <laughs> his okay. eyes rolled back in his head it was yeah. delicious well i think that i think we discovered that uh speaking about a movie like goodfellas that you know you liked enough we all like doesn't really give us a lot of content here. So I think we should. Yeah. I mean, Peewee into Peewee's big adventure. Yeah. We have some. Time. So probably you guys recently watched Peewee. Yes. And probably 50 times in my life. Yeah. This was probably what a year ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometime before quarantine. Not too long before. Yeah. Yep. 10 months. <clears throat> so I have two questions. The first is who is that movie made for? It's made for everybody, parents and kids alike. No, no, it's would, not. As you would talk about nope. Toy Story. No, no, nope. no way. It, no. Do you know who the main creators of Pee Wee Herman are? Paul Rubens no. is Pee Wee. And Phil Hartman from Saturday Night Live fame. So Sure, yeah, he was in the movie. I don't think he was. When was he in the movie? Phil Hartman was in the movie. He was uh, towards the end. He was like, uh, he was a police officer or something, or maybe he was in the movie at the end of the movie. For like one second or something? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't in it very long, but, okay. uh, yeah. I, that, can, you know, yeah. I, I was starting to check out at that point and I recognized his voice and looked up and I was like, oh, that's Phil Hartman. Yeah. Because so. everybody's. Who do you think it's made for? Well, it's it's not made for little kids. You know, you, you can't say it's a family movie like Toy Story because it's it's the humor is more of like on that SNL level or, you know, maybe not quite there, but like, you know, more like Simpsons, Family Guy, that sort of thing where it's it's not it's visually designed to be appealing to a younger audience. But the humor itself isn't going to be grasped by most young kids, My kids. I would say under teenage. My kids love Pee-wee's Playhouse. 
they watch it all the time and it's very similar um they haven't watched a movie yet that's probably on the list for watching this week but um Mm -hmm. there's no the thing is though you say it's not for kids but there's no there's no adult comedy in it there's it's not like they're trying it's not tongue-in-cheek it's very straightforward like it's pretty wholesome movie there's a lot of silliness yeah there's there's an abundance of silliness. <laughs> now, what's what's the plot? If you were to to sum up the plot in two sentences, what's the plot of that movie? Pee-wee's bike gets stolen and he's trying to get it back. It's a high it's a high concept movie. Yeah, Pee-wee is it, trying to get his bike back and hilarity ensues. Sort of. There it feels like there's a whole middle section where he's not even searching for the bike anymore like when he gets picked up by the murderer and they fall off the cliff i mean and I then think... he ends up in ta- you call him a murderer oh wait sorry he ripped the tag off a pillow right <laughs> off a mattress <laughs> or a mattress and yes. i mean yeah. it's weird it's weird that you want to consider that murder but we're fine keep going <laughs> <laughs> well so okay sorry he had a murder vibe <laughs> okay uh so then like you don't see why that is the funny right there because you did assume that this guy was a murderer and then we talk about you're like oh no he just ripped a tag off a mattress and he's on the right no that was yeah at that point he's not really looking for his bike until he ends up in texas and sees the that the actor kid has it on tv in the hollywood thing he's like given the bike in the nun show or something well because he found out that the alamo doesn't have a basement yeah and everyone laughed at him for that you know it was hard to watch so (laughs) (laughs) he thought his bike was in the basement of the alamo right yes yes. because the fortune teller told him that okay and i don't remember why the fortune teller right she was like she looked in his wallet and then she saw outside a sign that said, like, Big Owls and Moe's. And she put it together and said, at the Alamo. And then it was like, deals in the basement. And she's like, in the basement. And then, so he went to the Alamo to see them. And then he saw it on TV and came back to Hollywood and did find it. It's also a coming-of-age story for a young sure. man who's an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> like, in a coming-of-age story, usually there's some moment of growth or change well he ended up hanging out with dotty by the end who he was trying to ignore the sort whole of time. i mean you know they had yeah and stuff yeah so did you get to the large march part of the movie with eyes wide open yeah yeah so you you told me that there was something scary in the movie that was the scariest thing you'd ever seen and i figured it was probably that but it wasn't scary it was just weird when they cut to the googly-eyed claymation toy thing so i was tormented as a child i saw that and was just scared out of my mind and my dad used to take the vhs tape and pause it when i'd walk in the room so i'd see it it would scare me um i didn't i don't get i didn't never got scared of a lot of things in my life and that was one of them um i always thought that was a funny unique story until i became about 20 25 and we ended up having a conversation similar to this and everyone was like oh my god large march everyone was scared of her everybody as a child it just did it i thought it was just a weird thing that i that was oh this is silly nope everyone thought it was scary yeah and i'd second that it yeah freaked me out and i didn't have like nightmares over it but yeah i didn't have nightmares but it was scary and it came out of nowhere yeah that 
that whole thing, that whole part of that movie is just like, what just happened and why did I see this? And you look at it now, you're right, it is claymation, but like it is, it turns into this scary part and you don't know why it's there. And that's what's nerve wracking about it. Okay, maybe as a child, sure. But yeah, I can watch it now. Not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the, the weirder part in all of this that I, I think we, it would be wrong for us to gloss over is that your dad would watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure on VHS and pause it at that part when you walked into the room. What was, what was he doing just watching Pee-wee's Big Adventure on VHS all the well, time? It's a great movie. And I just remember him doing that a couple of times. I think that we were watching it together. And maybe a couple of times I had left the room when that part was coming on. And I'd come back and it would be paused. There was some situations to be funny. Um, do you like Tim Burton movies? Uh, some of them. Okay. I just wonder if that aesthetic didn't... You want to like a list? No, I don't. Because I don't really like his movies. Um, I like that movie. Man, I... Cause I, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. I hate that. <laughs> uh, that movie's fantastic. I like Edward Scissorhands. I like. That's okay. Um, I like uh, Sweeney Todd. That I don't like that. You don't like musicals. I love musicals. Nightmare Before Christmas and Sweeney Todd are musicals. Yeah, one's a claymation thing that I don't think is very good. I don't think the songs are any good in it. And Sweeney Todd, I think, was just done poorly i i think culturally objectively people would say that the music in nightmare before christmas is good probably everyone i know i don't know anybody that doesn't like it except for me which is fine um i just don't i don't love tim burton movies i like about three of i like i dislike more of them than i like yeah i'd go with that is peewee herman a tim burton movie Pee-wee Big Adventure is, yes. It's his first major motion picture. Can't you tell by the colors? Okay, so I I just thought that was a Pee-wee thing. It is, but it was also a Tim Burton thing. He he made that movie. See, it, it feels to me like it's a movie only for people that liked and watched the show. If you were coming into that movie and had never seen Pee-wee's Playhouse, that you would think this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, I'm pretty, I'm like 90% sure that Pee-wee's Playhouse was after the movie was made. There used to be a Broadway Pee-wee show. It was called the Pee-wee Herman Show. And he did like Pee-wee's Playhouse on stage. And that was it. And then they made the movie. And then Pee-wee's Playhouse was a televised TV show. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That couldn't have been a commercial success in theaters. um, I think, I mean, Pee-wee, you have to think about, I mean, you know who Pee-wee Herman is and you always have. Right. Even if you hadn't seen the movies, you know, he exists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's definitely there definitely was a popularity to it. But like, you know, I don't know a lot of people that ever quote or talk about Pee Wee Herman or Pee Wee's Big Adventure or anything like that. It's just something that we know is out there. You know, I think it's like like it has a cult following. Yeah, you might see it more now that you've seen the movie, though. You might hear things. I mean, I've heard people say I'm a loner. I'm a loner, daddy, a rebel, like forever. And it's from that movie, you know, and you'll probably discover because you know it. It's the opposite of Goodfellas, right? Where you had heard all these things so much that you saw them in the movie. You're like, oh, it's from this thing. 
but now maybe you can be like yeah yeah that's from that thing yeah but you know there's just there's a bunch of those movies out there that you kind of know about that you've never seen at least for me (laughs) you know like i've never seen deer hunter and i think i have heard lines quoted from that or maybe it's taxi driver i get those mixed up it's it's taxi driver okay and i watched that movie two nights ago i've never seen it right i know you haven't but i i wouldn't necessarily tell you to watch it either um except maybe you should have seen i mean we'll get there when we get to the classics i think right now we're just based on these like real obvious things that it's weird you haven't seen um the problem we run into too with some of the stuff is like you it's hard to get in the mindset of stuff from a child's point of view you know a 12 or 13 year old one of your kids might like peewee's big adventure maybe it's possible that might be an interesting experiment right uh (laughs) when if they did what we could really do is but i feel watch big top peewee when he joins the circus it's the bad it's the one it's the failure yeah that's probably not (laughs) if what i saw was the success i don't think i can handle the failure Um, see and i but i think that goes into more my comment with all of that stuff like we were talking about with the rolling stones last week is that if you don't if you're not exposed to it as a kid a lot of it doesn't hold up and wouldn't be considered good if it was released today yeah but i think that it's just like watching taxi driver that movie is from the 70s and it's you know scuzzy new york setting and it's there's a lot of things that just aren't relevant right now but it's still a good movie but you have to put yourself in a position to be like well you know there's old stuff i don't know what this was i don't get this part of it but you can still see why it was good um actually just interject real quick yeah um peewee's big adventure cost in 1985 it cost six million dollars to make and domestic box office was 40.9 million dollars it was Point nine million dollars, forty point nine million. So it okay. was kind of a hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for well, a budget of six million dollars, they made forty million. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And in nineteen eighty five, that's even bigger, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it made so it made thirty million dollars. Yes, but for a comedy, an you know indie what? comedy. Yeah. Um, well, and so when I think about these movies, it kind of makes me think of some other things. Um, I don't want to just list off too many things, but have you ever seen The Goonies? Oh my God, I hate The Goonies. Have you seen it? So my senior year of high school, our home ec teacher put it on like the last week of school because a bunch of people wanted to watch it and I had never seen it before. And I was just like, this is dumb. And I'm going to I'm going to actually side with Bill on this. I never saw it when I was young and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. I like it, but I'm I'm not mad. We we are in the min- minority for sure. I understand that that most people are like, "Fuck yeah, the Goonies are awesome." Bill, Karate Kid. Uh yeah, I I've seen all of the Karate Kid movies. Okay. And I think the first one, if I had to rank them all, I would rank them the, the best one's the one with Hillary Swank, right? That's the second best one. 
<laughs> the be- the best one is the original Karate Kid. Then the second best one is the Hillary Swank one, and the third best one is the one with Jackie Chan and uh, Will Smith's kid. So the order actually goes <laughs> one, three, two. <laughs> nothing else counts. <laughs> okay, so in here's here's some details in. 1985, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was the 15th highest grossing film. Of the year. What was number one? Of that year, yes. Back to the Future. Okay. So, (laughs) the hit of the deck. Okay. What was was number 10? Do you have a list in front of you? Yeah. You want to know? Here. It was Back to the Future, Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills Cop, Mm -hmm. Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rocky Four. Cocoon, Witness, The Goonies, Police Academy 2, Jesus, uh, Fletch, uh, View to a Kill, National Lampoon's European Vacation, The Breakfast Club, Pale Rider, and then Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which was basically a tie with Brewster's Millions. And then Pee-wee's Big Adventure made $300,000 more than the re-release of E.T. Yeah. So now do you think it's not a success? I mean, it did okay. It wasn't like you, you're talking about for a comedy. Um, There's several comedies that beat it that year. And sure. some of them are terrible, too. How much How much money did Back to the Future make? $190 million. Okay. So almost five times as much. <laughs> as peewee i mean you think about uh-huh. the caliber of movies those are you I mean you're talking about my favorite yeah. movie of all time what, so right what's the caliber of national lampoon's european vacation it's the worst vacation movie and it's terrible yeah but and it, it did was, better than peewee's big adventure but it was a follow-up to a huge movie and it was high production value they were on location they spent a bunch of money filming that movie how much does it say that national that european vacation made 49 million. Yeah, that's what I see here also. So, I mean, 9 million bucks more. I mean, you're looking at these movies, 40 million. What did you say number like five was? Cocoon. And that made how much? 76 million. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're, you can't, you got to think in dollars back then. 40 million is pretty big for a kid's movie. That's the only, that's the only movie you read off there that's rated PG. What about the Goonies? Uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe that might be that's probably PG. And yeah. the Goonies had Corey Feldman and Corey Heyman in it at the time, world's biggest stars. You know what I mean? It's a, I mean, it's a successful movie. You can't say it's it was number fifteen of the year. The yeah. Goonies was rated PG for the record. Yeah, okay, it's a good one. And Witness, I just watched that last week. This is weird. These movies are coming up that I'm watching. I just watch these old things. That's a terrible movie. I've never seen acting as bad as Harrison Ford in that movie. It's worse than him playing in Regarding Henry. <laughs> I rem- I haven't seen Witness, but I remember liking Regarding Henry. But the acting, do yourself a favor. If you want to <laughs> dislike um, Harrison Ford more, pop that movie on. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's interesting that number nine was Fletch and number 11 was, was National Lampoon's European yeah. Vacation. Were those both Chevy Chase movies? Yes. I... I hate Chevy Chase. Everything he's ever done. I'm not well, a big fan, but I mean, some of his stuff is funny. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy 
I, I just it's a lot. It's slapstick. Vacation. Right. And I'm not a big slapstick guy myself. And I don't think that the movies that I like him in is necessarily because of him. Like I like vacation a lot, but I like everybody in those, that movie. Hmm. Uh, Christmas Vacation, there's some funny things that happen. There's just some funny lines in that movie. It's not about, it's not when he falls off the roof. It's not when he, you know, does. I mean, some of the stuff is funny-ish. Well, but it's the little things that are funny. In the his role in, in Christmas Vacation, too, is more all the crazy things are happening to him and he's miserable because of it. He's trying to do good. He's not trying to be the heel but all this shit is happening to him. And I think that's better than when he's trying to be a jerk. Yeah. Well, and since we're talking about Christmas vacation, uh, we're balls deep into November right now. And we're getting real close to December. And I think we should probably just pull out the big guns. and That's get how the calendar works. Get a Christmas story out of the way. Um, I haven't oh, checked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we're ready. And Bill, I don't know if you want to think about this. Um I can vouch for that it's a very family-friendly movie. You don't have to watch it by yourself. Um, I'm sure my wife has seen it. Right. Your kids probably, your kids might like it as well. Um, it might be more enjoyable as a family affair. It's hard to say. Depends on the family, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah, no, we can, we'll watch, we'll do a screening of A Christmas Story. Let's see, there's probably one other thing that I should either watch or listen to, right? For yeah, sure. I'm trying to think this week. Did we touch on anything that was surprising? It's just, it's hard because nothing. I'm just kind of dead inside when I'm on this podcast talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> and I uh, just I can't think of too many things. I just I feel like the void is so vast of things to pick that I get lost and I don't know what to pick anymore. Um, and I get I get sad when I see how much you don't like the things that we're picking. Okay. Um, you know, I was I I've had some time to do some soul searching <laughs> in the last six minutes, and you know, I was just giving Bill a bunch of shit for not having seen things, and how he doesn't like things. But I've also decided that as this podcast goes, not everything has to be great. You just have to have seen it and had that experience so you can exist as a human being on this planet. Right. <laughs> have you ever seen Young Guns, Bill? No. See, stuff like Young Guns is uh, going to have to just come up at some point where you got to watch. How do you feel about Westerns? Uh, I think I remember liking City. Is that a Western? <laughs> Technically, yes. Uh, Eric, just it's just gold. I, I liked I liked the quick and the dead. OK, OK. Have you ever seen a, have you ever seen Clint Eastwood movie? Uh yeah, I watched. Uh, Sorry, have you ever seen Clint? Wait, no, the go Mule. Ahead. Yeah, <laughs> no, I watched that movie. I watched the Mule when he was he was smuggling drugs. Yeah, have you ever seen a Cleanswood Western? Have you ever seen the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? So good, it's no. amazing. Oh, uh, he was also in Paint Your Wagon, right? I can't remember. I think he might be in it, but I don't remember. Um, but Hang 'em High, High Plains Drifter for a few dollars more, but. We got to get you on the uh, good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. You have to have seen it. It's amazing. It's really long, and you got to devote Fuck, some time. Fuck, it's so good, though. I know. Like, that isn't a legit old movie I will watch. Like, I will get excited to watch. Like, oh, fuck, I'm going to watch that movie. It's be awesome. Bill, <laughs> do you have time yeah. to throw in the good, the bad, and the ugly and a Christmas story? 
Uh, are they streaming? The Good, the Bad, the Ugly is on AMC streaming. Okay, I can and, probably get that. And I think that's probably fine because um, there's nothing they're going to, they won't cut much out of that. And there'll be commercials. It's going to be no. even longer for you. <laughs> it's, it might, it's worth a rental if you are interested. If you're that committed to the okay. program. Yeah. <laughs> can you commit to this program? Uh, I'll see what I can do. Okay. Well, I can I, definitely do a Christmas story. Yeah. If you can do Good Ben Ugly, let me know because I will, I will rewatch it as well just so we can talk about it more because it is very good. Yeah. I'll watch it. I've seen it lots, but um, okay. I'll do it again. Uh, okay. I'll pop down to the local blockbuster and grab it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> The old time, I mean, that's probably the only place you can get it. It's mm-hmm. old enough, yeah. Um, I actually, I mean, I'm 90% sure I own it. Uh, Rick, your microphone died and it didn't go out quietly. Try you know that old uh poem, <laughs> <laughs> the one that goes. Do not go gentle into that good night, but <laughs> yes, rage, rage yes. against the dying of the light. Yeah, that's what that reminded me of. I think you need to unplug uh, it and plug it back in, bro. Yeah. How about now? Unless you want me to yeah, do my back. poetry corner segment. Oh, Bill's poetry how... corner. Well, we we do need some segments. Um, I don't know how my phone my microphone just died like that, but I don't know. Whatever. It sounded like death in my ear holes. <laughs> good. Um, it raged, okay. raged against the dying of the light. Uh, so we are set on a Christmas story. I don't need to watch it yet. I will be waiting a little while, but I will be watching it again this year. Uh, we can talk about that all yeah, day. Yeah, I, I feel like a Christmas story is burned in my brain well enough that I don't need to rewatch <laughs> it to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so we will require you to watch the Christmas story that I think we're going to see that Bill's going to put this movie at the top of the clemometer at this point. And this, yeah, it's a clemometer. Uh, is it a clemometer or the Christmas story? Is no. there an extra mom in there? I don't there? know where you're getting your mom. Is, but, uh, is, your, is your mom in there? <laughs> oh, now I got to back off the uh, Yeah. The, uh, this movie is one in particular that I know I should have seen. It's been talked about many, many times. It's just one of those ones where I've just never made the effort because I'm pretty sure it's not going to hold up, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't agree. I think that you've actively tried to avoid it out of spite, but that's your just silence speaks volumes, Bill. Um, yeah, it's it, it will hold up because it's not. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'll be interested. Uh, but I, I think it should top your list. I mean, it can't be worse than your Peewee recommendation, I don't think. Nope, nope, cannot. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bill's assignment for this week, Christmas Story. And if he has time, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's our weekly extra credit Yes. pick. To end each week, we like <clears throat> to run down where we're at in the clamometer. Um, we just established a few marks on the clamometer. Uh, Bill, do you want to run it down? Sure. So there's not a whole lot on the clamometer yet, but as of right now, Goodfellas is at the top of the list, followed by most of the Rolling Stones songs that I listen to, 
And then at the very bottom would be uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which was absolute trash on the clamometer. So Pee Wee's Big Adventure would be White Claw, Rolling Stones are Bud Light Platinum Seltzer, and uh, Goodfellas is the Peach Rosé San Juan Island Seltzer. Mm, I mean, that's that's putting Goodfellas up there pretty high, but with what we have to work with, yes, that would be accurate. All right. All right. We need some sound effects for <laughs> the clamometer. <laughs> it would be the sound of a clam sh- shedding. <laughs> <laughs> or, or opening and then shedding. Good one. <laughs> it's like you've never heard clam jokes about your name before. No, no, that's that's brand new. Yeah. Just okay. like I've never heard uh, I've died of AIDS jokes in my life (laughs) i don't know where that came from (laughs) me neither there was a kid in the 80s that got a blood transfusion and got aids from aids tainted blood and his name was ryan white oh yeah from kokomo indiana and became a national poster child for hiv and aids in the united states in junior high all i heard was Oh, your name is Ryan White? Didn't you die of AIDS? <laughs> you had some clever kids. Yes, motherfucker. I died of AIDS, and now I'm here. Get that drop. <laughs> Isolated. <laughs> All right, everybody. The clamometer's been Roger. updated. Um, Bill has new assignments. Rick's broken his microphone at least a couple times. I think we're it's about ready to call the it. The anger. Yeah. The rage, the pure and adulterated hate for what Bill doesn't know. Well, we will see you all next week on the miseducation of sheltered Bill. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.